What's up, everybody? This is the Seven Minute Theologian. Thanks for joining us once again. We're joined with Mitch Green, and today we're talking about your Bible. What happens when you are reading your Scripture? When you're approaching it, you're told to read your Bible all the time. Your entire life, if you're a Christian, you've been told read your Bible and pray, read your Bible and pray, and often repent. But we want to talk about what actually happens when you're approaching Scripture. What can be the dangers? What can be the positives? What what's actually going on in the background when we approach Scripture? The very first thing I want to read is John sixteen thirteen. But when He, the Spirit of Truth, comes, He will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what he is yet to come. You see, what happens in the scriptures, when we approach the scriptures, what happened is we, we, we know the scripture that says all scripture is God-breathed and used for the rebuking and teaching of all saints. We get that. We know that it's used for all saints, but you're telling me even Numbers or even Judges or even the Old Te- some of the Old Testament script, uh, books. What happens when you're reading, when you're approaching scripture, first and foremost, I want to talk about the authority of scripture and then what happens when we approach scripture. First thing that happens is we are reading God's words. I always say, if you want to read God's word, read the scripture. If you want to hear him, read God's scripture. If you want to hear him out loud, read the scripture out loud. God has given us this, the words of God, so that when we read scripture, we're actually hearing God speak to us through the inspired, authoritative scripture. When I go to read the New Testament, it's the Holy Spirit who has revealed all things to the disciples who are then writing and and being inspired to write the New Testament so that when I approach the Scripture, the Holy Spirit inside of me as a Christian is interpreting what the Holy Spirit's words are through the disciples to me so that I may be brought up into Christ Jesus. So the authority of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is that it is inspired by God, the Spirit of God through the text. So that's the first thing that I want to think about is when you approach your scripture, what are you actually reading? What what are you picking up? I think that's a great way to start is to make sure that we understand that like you can just read your Bible and the Holy Spirit is at work in those details. Mm -hmm. So so while we're going to talk about all these things that are happening while you read your Bible in the next five minutes, we're also just saying that like you can open your Bible and just read it and the Holy Spirit's going to be at work. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be the backdrop of the conversation we're having. Okay, so when we come to scripture, we bring you know, all these things with us. So we bring, you know, a Western mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, The scripture is not a Western book. We bring a Western mindset to the way that we read scripture. We bring a linear line of thinking. We bring um, our background as Americans, um, as people that are likely, you know, either middle class or above. Mm -hmm. We bring different social contexts, different relationships. We bring a 2020 mindset. We bring all of these things to scripture with us. And you know, at some level, when we read our Bible, you know, we need to interpret Scripture for our life, mm-hmm. but we need to understand how those things affect the way that we read Scripture yes. and what Scripture is offering. Now, again, this is all with the backdrop that the Holy Spirit is working in the details. Mm-hmm. So, And He can un- work even in our absolute, mis-presuppositions. Absolutely, and but you're coming in with, with all of this baggage, yep. let me say it, to read the Bible. You need to understand that that baggage may limit and may affect the The way way that you read scripture. So you may come across something that's in the middle of a narrative and you've been taught to pick a verse out and apply it directly to your life. And then you're going to take that verse and go, this is what God's saying for me. And it's like, "Mm, actually, maybe that's what God was saying for David at that time Mm -hmm. in that place. True about God's character, but not necessarily a one-to-one for you in the way that you read it. The very quick example is Jeremiah 29, 11. I know we go through this all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Plans to prosper you never hurt you. Well, 
God gives, uh, you know, this de- this decree to the people of Israel who are about to be taken over by the Babylonians and just shortly after that get overtaken, like killed, right? So the bystander would have said, wait a minute, they were, <laughs> I thought God had good plans yeah. for you. You just got wiped out. Well, guess what? God redeemed all people through the name of Jesus Christ in all of time, right? That God actually was good on his plans and did fulfill the things in which he was telling them. But in the immediate context, they did yeah. not prosper on this earth. So we take, we completely, what happens is we rip things out of context because we look so fast to apply them to ourselves. What needs to happen is when you go to the text, right? There's at least four things are at play that I think are really important. Number one is where it is, where is it in scripture? What's, yeah. what's what's the genre? What yeah, that's is, the first place we rip it out of context yes. is we don't even read the scripture around it. Exactly. So we come in and we say, I'm going to read these mm-hmm. five or six verses today or this chapter. Yep. Well, starting by putting it in its context yes. is if you're going to read a book, it's probably good to read the whole book. Yes. I mean, most of these letters are read in one standing in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So it's like read the passages around it, mm-hmm. step one. Right. And what's the genre of the book, right? You have wisdom literature in the Old Testament. That's your Proverbs, right? You've got, you've got narrative. You've got all sorts of different genres that you're beginning to read and if you read a poetic book of you know maybe like you know take the hebrew or or, or take a uh, you know psalms or proverbs proverbs specifically take that and you try to read that like a narrative it, well or you try to say that everything in here is completely literal you, right you can't you can't do that right. necessarily so yeah you have to it, it is good to have a little background knowledge mm-hmm. on the genre of scripture when right. you're reading it it's even important to think that biblical narrative is different than just narrative it's not like reading harry potter right so biblical narrative is written for a specific group of people at a specific time so mm-hmm. certain things are going to have meaning to them that don't have have the meaning same meaning to us. to us. Now, that's not to say that it's not right. for you. Right. The entire Bible is for you, right. but we need to know that when we're approaching it. Yes. So genre to me is the second, it's context within the passage, right. context and who they're right. writing to. And then secondly, it's genre. Exactly. Like you're saying. So, so I, yeah. So I think if, if, if genre and then context, context of what's happening in the moment, the historical background of this of this text, you know, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, what's, going on in the what's world? happening? Yeah. What's the world? What's the you know? What's the cultural moment? Right, mm-hmm. the cultural moment of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and the cultural moment of twenty twenty is completely and utterly different, and it's okay that God had a specific meaning for them, and that can actually impact my life by not directly impacting me. I see the faithfulness in the big picture on this side of the cross of what God was doing in Jeremiah 2011 that they couldn't see. They, 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 had, they were forced to have a nearsighted approach to what God was yeah. saying because they were in that cultural moment. Because now I'm on this side of the cross, I can look back at Jeremiah 2011 and actually see how good and faithful God is. That even in the, the calamity and the trouble that they went through, that God was faithful over time. And God is a good God, okay? And then after you read genre and context, in the historical moment that they're living in, then you read it through the lens of Jesus Christ, right? So now I can, like I just said, what I'm doing is I understand that Jeremiah 29, 11, what does it mean in their context, in their historical moment, and what did it mean for them? And now what does it mean in light of what Christ has done on the cross? And then I begin to apply the text to me. You see, that changes completely how I understand a text. If I begin, if I break it down, I lose my presupposition. I begin to say, what's the author intent? Now I understand what the author's intent in this genre, in this historical moment, in the context of this scripture. I now apply it to what Christ's work was done on the cross, and then now I apply it to my life. 
Yeah, and I'll leave you with something. If you need help, you know, a great resource to do this is check out the Bible Project. They yep. have they have a they have a walkthrough of every book that'll help explain the context to you, the backdrop, where the book's going, will help you put it into context. But again, this is all done with the tag that the Holy Spirit is at work when you're reading mm-hmm. Scripture. You know, don't feel ill-equipped. Yep. Don't feel, don't let this not lead you to your Bible. Yep. We pray that the gospel changes and forms your life through the Holy Spirit. This is the Seven Minute Theologian.